You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, visit swiftlysocial.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm so excited to have Jacqueline Long here today. Jacqueline is a marketing strategist, and she helps people run really efficient, amazing businesses. So welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you so much, Melody. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So tell everybody a little bit about what you do. Sure, sure. So I'm a business marketing strategist and coach to new and aspiring coaches. I work primarily with um, female professional women in the corporate sector who want to transition out of their professional positions and start online coaching or service-based businesses. I've been doing this for the past three years. I started my business in 2015, uh, part-time or initially I started doing it. And in the fall of 2017, I started to do it full-time and it's just been an incredible journey. Nice. Well, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about how you got to the point of deciding to make this your, you know, make this dream happen, basically. Sure, sure. So prior to starting my business, I had a 20-year career in the non-for-profit sector. Um, I worked primarily um, with people living with HIV and AIDS and people oh, wow. living with um, substance abuse. Um, struggling with substance abuse. And I started out after college um, doing direct services, HIV testing and counseling, and worked my way up through management um, as a director of programs, and then transitioned into the human resources sector, where I was a vice president of human resources for several years. Um, And I had gotten to a point in my career, you know, I was married, raising children. Mm -hmm. um, And I got into a point in my career where I had always wanted to start my own business. Um, And I just felt that there had to be something more. You know, I was feeling a bit burnt out, um, tired of this sort of working uh, 14 hour, 15 hour days. Plus, in addition to that, I was going to school and working on my graduate degrees. And and I just got to the point where I really wanted to do something more. Um, And so... I decided to actually transition out of my, I gave myself a time period of six months. I transitioned out. I hadn't started my coaching business at that time. What I started to do was consulting for non-for-profit organizations. Mm-hmm. And I was contracted with the state of New York to work with non-for-profits that were struggling in terms of staying within their, um, staying in terms of, of following their contract with the state So they were probably audited, put on corrective action, and the state came in and said, okay, you've got to clean up this act or we're going to cancel your contract. And so enter me. (laughs) (laughs) I've come in 
and help them put quality assurance um, policies, procedures, uh, systems in place to actually get back within compliance of their contract. And it sort of started from there, you know, as an HR man, as an HR vice president, I loved training. I loved coaching and supervising people and even like the marketing aspect because as the face of an organization, part of HR's responsibility is to sort of market and make this an organization that's appealing for others to work in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really enjoyed those aspects of my, of my career and found a way to, after doing some research, to really start a, a business doing coaching and actually move into sort of more of the marketing arena. And so that's kind of, and so here I am. <laughs> After three years, it's been, it's been wonderful. It's been an interesting journey with ebbs and flows. <laughs> and it's been really exciting, though. So what made you go towards marketing? It's so different from HR. You know, here's the thing. You know, I found myself that, you know, throughout my career doing a lot of marketing and being the face of the company where I'm out there talking about the company and the benefits um, that the company offers to um, organizations. And I really liked kind of that sales kind of selling um, the benefits of, of an organization or, or a business and really kind of found my way, hey, this is, this is a strength. You know, yeah. I, I like that and, and started to study marketing, actually. And I'm working on my, currently working on my doctorate in business administration. Wow. Focusing <laughs> on marketing. Yeah. So I'm running my business and I'm also working on my doctorate. You are a busy lady. I am. I have a lot on my plate. This has always been kind of the, you know, working 15 hour days, going to school, managing a family. I'm so, I've gotten so used to juggling it all. So- <laughs> How do you do that? How do you juggle all of that and your family and and stay sane? You know, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question. And I, I have really want to know. <laughs> Because I need that advice. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And I have to be honest with you in saying, Melody, it doesn't always look very neat and, and great and everything flows as it should. It really doesn't all of the time. I think it really is just about, you know, managing your time, knowing your priorities, and allowing that time for both family um, and really setting the boundary uh, around that. Because for many years, I'll be very honest with you in saying that I didn't do that. And it created, um, it, it created a, a, a rift in, in my relationship. And when we don't set the boundary and, and really nurture the things that are of most important to us, that's what kind of results. And so I have learned over time that my business is a priority but my family is first. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. Mm-hmm. Are, are your, are your, is your family, <laughs> is your family supportive of your business? That's a great question. You know, they always have been, you know, I have, I have been fortunate enough to honestly say that I have had a family. I have a family that has always been very, um, very supportive of what I've done in my career. This was a little out there for them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, totally, I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> you know, I, I think my family doesn't totally get what I do. They're like, that's cool that you make money, but they're um, like, we don't really understand it. So 
that's kind of the challenge sometimes. And, you know, I've, I feel like because I've done so many things in my, in my career and they've, they've seen me succeed at, 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 at a multitude of things and I've always been a person that goes for what it is I want, um, that they've sort of come along in terms of they don't always get it. And there are times when, when you know, I, my sister may say to me, don't you think it's time for you to go back to work? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but she has come along over the years. Um, and with every success, she's learned to be more supportive and kind of understand it more. And I have also been very um, upfront in saying, you don't really have to, I'm not asking you to really understand what I do. All I ask is that you be supportive of what it is I want to do because this is my dream and this means a lot to me. And if it means a lot to me, um, I would expect, I would want you to really support and enjoy that with me, you know? And so that has been helpful for me in really, you know, over the years, I have to say that I have learned to really be very, very, um, uh, very vocal about what it is I need Mm -hmm. because honestly for many years I did what my family needed I did what I thought was the right thing to do I went Mm -hmm. to school you know graduated went on to get a career and and a pension and all those things that your parents really want you to do traditionally but I wasn't living my dream I wasn't living my purpose I wasn't doing what I wanted to do and so this is my time you know and it feels great to take that back yeah you know, and to really own it. So what kind of gave you the courage to do that, to um, go after what you really wanted and figure that out, follow your bliss, so to speak? What, what gave you that courage? Oh, what gave me the courage? You know, I feel that I had done everything that was expected of me for so many years, for 20 years. And I did it. I achieved a level of success at doing it. And I felt that I wasn't really happy. Mm. You know, there was something more. And I knew that starting my own business and being my own boss was something that I truly desired. And I don't know where I got the coverage. I just stepped out and said, you know what? I'm tired. I think it was pretty pretty much just being tired, you know? I mean, if that makes it, he says, I was just kind of tired. And I was like, you know what? I've done this. And I've sh- I know that I've done it. I can do it again. And I can return to it um, if that, you know, if things don't go well. But I just kind of I was tired. And I said, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. I'm burnt out. I still have a few years before my children are out of high school and on to college. I would like to spend more time with them, more time with my family. Um, And I just kind of stepped out, um, just kind of stepped out there and just went for it, to be honest. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's just, you know, thank you. You know, in retrospect, it's kind of, I I, I hadn't thought about that in a while. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, sometimes you just got to take that leap. I mean, I kind of did the same thing. And I look back and go, really? I had no plan? No plan at all? Why? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, sometimes it's really just about following your passion. Mm-hmm. You know, um, sometimes we overthink things and plan it out. I didn't plan it out. I did consulting, as I said, after I, I left my full-time position. So I was bringing in some money. Um, and... You know, I just didn't know what was next, but I knew there was something more. And the consulting aspect 
I enjoyed and I enjoyed the freedom of working for myself and doing my own thing. And I knew that this had to continue, mm. you know, um, and yeah. develop, you know, really develop the interest and realize that I was good at marketing. I enjoyed marketing and said, you know what, I can do this, you know, um, did a lot of research around it, invested in myself and really, and, and took the plunge and, you know, just took the leap of faith. And it's been interesting and it's been rewarding. I have to say, I have I like, no regrets. I like that you said invested in yourself because so many female entrepreneurs oh. are so scared of investing in themselves. Oh my goodness. They're scared of investing in coaches. They're scared of investing mm -hmm. in experts. They have this block around money and they're just terrified. So they have this brilliant idea, but they get stuck in the, I can't afford it. So Money's true. never coming to me. And I've been there, done that, so I can see mm -hmm. from experience. But as soon as I like, have kind of relinquished that control and mm -hmm. hired people, my business has just exploded. Exactly. Absolutely. I so agree. I'm so with you because I've heard the same. <laughs> yeah. And I've actually been in that place at times where I'm thinking, you know, I want to invest in this program and I can't invest in it at this time. Um, but I would say that one of the major, major recommendations I make to every new entrepreneur is investing in yourself. Mm. You will not regret it. I mean, you can't literally, to me, in my view, you can't afford not to. Yeah. You know, I think it's, a, it's more of a risk to not invest in yourself because when investing in yourself, you're really telling yourself, you're really saying, I am committed to this. I believe in me, you know, and I believe that I can make this happen. And I am open to learning how and what I need to do. And when you're really committed to your dream and driven, you will find a way. Mm, yeah. Especially when you've made that investment. So you're Absolutely. like, so you're like, well, okay, I just made a $20,000 investment. I got to pony up and exactly and I've it's, not step even it up. About, it's not even about working hard because that's the thing I'm trying to change in my life is the idea of working hard right you need to work but it doesn't have to be hard it can be easy it can be fun that's yeah, true be joyful because I think us as women we get caught up in this hustle and grind kind of mentality mm -hmm. which men have kind of emulated True. And that's not really how we work. We're more connection-based and heart-based and conversation-based. And we don't have to work until we're completely exhausted. Right. But that's exactly. not why we work for ourselves. Exactly. That is so true. I'm so with you on that. It is so true. I have to say I stopped working hard when I left my 9 to 5. That's awesome. Good. <laughs> Honestly, because it doesn't feel I'm enjoying what I'm doing now. You know, I am totally committed to my business. I love my business. I love how I've grown and what I've learned since I've started my business. And I don't feel like I'm working anymore, although I know that I am. I'm really, although there's, you know, the peaks and the valleys on the journey, and that's inevitable. Um, you know, I really enjoy it now, and I really feel a sense of, of pride in, in, in what I've created and how my business is evolving and growing. And it feels good. And I, it doesn't feel like work anymore. It just feels like what I was meant to be doing. 
That's the you dream. Know? That's what I'm right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I encourage any woman out there that really has that dream to start a business, go for it. Go for yeah. it. Absolutely go for it. And it is the most rewarding feeling in the world when you're doing what you really have a passion for. Um, and when you're, you know, pursuing what it is you really want to pursue. Yeah. It's a, it's the most amazing feeling in the world. So mm -hmm. what has been your biggest challenge as an entrepreneur these past few years? Oh, that's a great question. My biggest challenge. I will honestly say to you, Melody, at times it's been mindset. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's been mindset. It's really, and you know, I don't want to, because a lot of times I see other entrepreneurs make the entrepreneurial journey this really wonderful, pleasant all the time kind of experience. Mm -hmm. The reality is, yes, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great experience, but they're also the times um, when you know, the peaks and then there's the, 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 the valleys, you know, where it's, things are not going to always go great. And it's really about keeping your mind in the game when that happens. And over time that can be, a, you know, that can be a challenge sometimes. It's really about saying, you know, I'm going to stick to this, even though things have not gone the way that I, I planned, or I made an investment that was not the best investment and I'm trying to forgive myself for it now, yeah. you know? All of those kinds of um, all of those kinds of things. So I have to say, it has been mindset. I did not have an appreciation for how important it was to um, maintain a positive, successful, wealth-conscious mindset when I started, and it really sunk in for me over the last year. I would honestly say. Yeah, I, I would say the same for me. Mm -hmm. I, I had heard about mindset work. I knew, I kind of thought it was kind of woo-woo, hippie stuff. <laughs> right? Yeah, and I thought that's stupid. Like, I don't need that. I'm a capable, smart woman, whatever. And I got to a burnout place in my business, and I thought, I can't do this alone anymore. Um, so I hired a mindset coach, and that literally changed my life. Right. So I agree. I feel like I just won't shut up anymore about mindset journaling and <laughs> and Amen to that. <laughs> people are like, okay, we get it. We get it. You're weird now. <laughs> you can shut up about mindset work. But it's just for anybody, even if you don't own a business, like it can really transform your corporate career, whatever. Mm -hmm. Even if you're a teacher, like it can change your life. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. So, I have yeah, yeah. In that vein, do you have any kind of routine, like a mindset routine you follow? I do. I do. Um, every morning before I get out of bed, my, my, my mindset routine has to be done. And, and it consists of, I start with prayers because I'm not a religious person, but I am a spiritual person. Mm -hmm. um, so I start with prayers. I have mantras that I do every day. And my mantras consist of wealth, a combination of wealth consciousness and my gold or any limiting belief that I have at the time. Um, and then there's, there's a little bit of meditation, at least five minutes, and then my journaling. And I journal and just kind of um, 
free flow. And at the end of my journaling, I kind of asked for what my, my guidance is for the day, what it is I really need to be focusing on. And I have to tell you, since I put this on, and I do a little bit of it at night as well. Um, and reading, of course, wealth consciousness reading daily. I spend at least 30 minutes a day in the night before bed um, reading wealth consciousness um, books. Um, right now I'm on Get Rich Lucky Bee. I'm rereading for the second I, time. <laughs> I've not read that yet, but everybody keeps recommending it to me. So. Uh, so I'm reading that for the second time because I kind of found myself in a place where I felt like I wanted to re reread it. And so that's what I'm working on now. And I found that I find that if I skip my mindset work, my day is completely off. Yep, same here. Yeah. That's good to know. I feel like everybody that I've asked that question to has had a similar answer, which is really interesting. Oh, uh-oh. Are you there? Of my growth and oh. my... You can... You cut can you out. hear me? Yeah, you cut out for like two minutes. Did I? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, great. So no, I don't know where you where you where you stopped and I started. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was saying that it's become a part of my regular. You know, it's a, become a part of a way of life for me now. That it's it's just an important part of my my process. My my my, you know, my process and my my life you know yeah. it's just very important to me now for so long I started this business without that in place and really learned the importance of it over the last year in, in terms of working with my own coach um and it's been a major I've had major shifts major yeah. shifts in business in my own development and it's just been a wonderful journey yeah mm -hmm. so what do you feel like your biggest limiting belief is Oh, wow. Um, you know, probably I would say now my biggest limiting belief at this time is probably um, taking my business to its first seven figures. That's probably, that's probably yeah, the that, biggest that's one. That's scary to me when I think about it too. Ooh. Yeah, you know, um, it's absolutely a vision and a, and a desire and a goal, um, but it scares me, you know, um, and I'm still working through, <laughs> you yeah. know, that as, a, as an absolute, I do believe it's possible. So I, I have to say that I've made progress in that, in that respect. Yeah. Um, but there was a time that I would never even entertain the thought of that being possible for me or, 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 or you know, doing <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. that's probably it, I would have to say. Yeah. So if a woman who is listening to this episode um, wants to start her own business or has just started a business, what, would it, what advice would you give her? I would say to her, gets, the first thing I would say is surround yourself with support. Mm. Um, and... I'm not talking just family. I'm really talking about like-minded people in terms of other entrepreneurs. Yeah. Because so much of what you're going to experience as an entrepreneur, your, your, your immediate support system may not be able to relate to. Um, the entrepreneurial journey is a unique one. Yes. And at times you're going to need people 
that are like-minded are on the same journey to really vent to, to seek advice from, um, and to really be able to lean on a bit. So I would say first, surround yourself with that type of support. The second thing I would say is get very clear on who you serve, who you desire to serve, and what you desire for your business and why. Mm, yeah. Because your why is really going to anchor you. Um, it really is the reason that drives us and motivates us to keep going. When we look back at that why, it's, it's usually bigger than us. Um, and that's what often motivates you and will keep you motivated and keep you on track at, at, at times. And third, I would say be consistent, mm. um, read. And lastly, I would say absolutely invest in yourself and get support. Don't travel this journey doing it all yourself. It's just virtually impossible to do it all yourself. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's absolutely impossible to do it all yourself. There's so many moving parts to to a profitable business that it's just it's just not doable alone. So I would say get support. Um, don't be afraid to invest in yourself, um, and and really really commit to it. Um, and commit to having not just a business, but a business that is viable and a business that's profitable. Mm, yeah, that, those are all great. Like, especially the bit about not doing it all yourself. I, yeah. It took me years to learn that. Because right. again, I thought, you know, we've been told we're, we're super women. We can do it right. all. Like, we're capable. That's great. But it's kind of BS a little bit because mm – -hmm you're going to literally pull your hair out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's always helpful to have someone to just bounce an idea of, ask for a little guidance when you get stuck. And it's the getting stuck sometimes that, that some people end up giving up, mm -hmm. you know? So you've got – this journey is really about surrounding yourself with as much support as possible mm -hmm. and learning as much as you can. And really putting yourself in a place where you're growing consistently mm -hmm. um, and you're learning consistently and, and you have that mastermind, whether it be a mastermind or a one-to-one -one coach or whatever it may be, that you're investing in yourself so that you're moving and you're making progress um, and you're not delaying your results. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So true. So, mm -hmm. so true. So if anybody wants to find you online yes. and connect with you, where can they find you? You can find me at JacquelineLLong.com. You can also follow me on Facebook at JacquelineLLong, Instagram at JacquelineLLong, and my Facebook group, the Elevate You Coaching Lounge. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> well, this has been so much fun. Same here, Melody. Oh, thank you so much for the invitation. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, I've enjoyed I our chat today. This. So much fun. And I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as I have. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.